This is a podcast from Rover. That's a confidence booster. As the young man converts the try scored by Doug Howlett and the All Blacks lead. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That's a boomerang. Dan Carter, 60 metres out. Hit it beautifully. It's got the distance. Oh, that is fantastic. Famous concentrating eyes of Dan Carter in that famous boot as well. Dan Carter, the great man himself. Carter goes for the drop goal. Dan Carter! What a kick! Geez, you had some good oh, moments, DC. Welcome oh, back on yeah. the show. Oh, good to be back, fellas. I, I keep going back to the first clip. You made a real confidence booster, and that was my first kick in international rugby. And what I was thinking was I was lining up that kick. It was six months earlier, I was lining up my first kick for the Crusaders from directly in front, and I missed it, and then I missed the next one. So my all black debut, I was like, don't fuck this up like against the Crusaders. Because then they had, to, they had to get Mertz on for the Crusaders game, and he took over the kicking after that. Oh, Thankfully, geez. it sailed through, and it was a confidence booster and everything was uh, honky-dory after that. Mate, obviously, we're going to be catching up with you about the DC-10 fun and what you're doing with UNICEF uh, this coming Thursday, Friday. But does it, is it nice to now be able to sort of reflect back on a career? We spoke uh, off-air about how you would, have, you would have missed all of those classic pieces of commentary because it's not like you're fitted with an earpiece where you can hear Nisbo screaming your name out when Should you're having a blind... Like, mate, wouldn't that just absolutely pump your tyres and self-source you? You always analyse your game directly after the game. You're right, you, you turn that off unless you had an absolute blinder and you quickly turn that on and watch those clips all the boys around you can hear the commentators absolutely pumping you up but apart from that um, no it's, it's always a bit weird um, we'd never listen to the commentary and, um, but having recently retired last year it has been a really nice time to be able to sit back and, and reflect on, on you know, some of those uh, key moments in my career. Now, you say that you've retired, but you're going into a massive 24-hour challenge, which is probably going to ruin the bottom half of your body. We were talking about the logistics which goes in behind the challenge that you've set yourself, and there actually had to be a tailored physical fitness program uh, that you've gone through for the last wee while to get your body in shape, and in the middle of that, you got the spicy cough. I never thought that um, I'd spend so much time on the footy field after hanging up my boots, um, bringing two passions of mine together, one goal kicking. I wanted to use the next year or two just to really give back uh, and children in need. And having been an ambassador for UNICEF for a long time now, I've seen the incredible work that they do. So I'm bringing the, those two passions of mine together and kick goals at Eden Park for 24 hours straight. Talk us through the actual process and what you're going to be going through and, and how people can kind of get involved and get around you on this one. So I had a target of 1,598 kicks successfully. That's how many test points I scored for the All Blacks. I broke that down roughly 66 kicks an hour. The groundsman at Eden Park, Blair, he's absolutely fuming that I'm kicking him from the same spot for 24 hours. His precious turf. I'm going to be kicking like out of a big divot um, by the end of it. It's going to be a big hole in the, um, just behind the 22 metre mark. He's uh, he's agreed to setting up a, a little mini rugby field on Eden Park. Three kicking zones, so some people that are coming down can come kick alongside me as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting event. I think the biggest question everyone has got on their lips is how how are you going to manage to push through for 24 hours? <laughs> One of the first phone calls I made was um, to the likes of Stephen Donald, who saved my ass in 2011, <laughs> uh, Luke McAllister, Bodie Barrett, 
uh, Leo McDonald, see if they can come down and have a wee kick uh, with me. A couple of those boys will be coming down to, to have a kick alongside me and, and, and support me through it. I'm uh, super excited. I'm going to be there supporting you probably from 9 till midnight uh, as of tomorrow. You did say in our chat, chat back and forth that there were going to be a couple of balls that you could offer up or maybe something that's a little closer to your heart. I'll let you decide and, uh, and then come Friday. Anyone that texts UNICEF, U-N-I-C-E-F, to 3520, get bounced back the link where they can make a donation, show their support for you. Somebody that does that uh, will go on the draw to win themselves a signed footy ball that you have kicked over during the kickathon. How about that? Let's um, get my 100th ball. Um, I'll sign that, and you guys can, can give that away. Perfect. Good on you, mate. Love, man. Always good having you on, and, uh, and best of luck. Cheers, boys. Thanks. Jay and Dunk on the rock. Any day you can get your hands on Dan Carter's balls is a good day. Uh, incredible stuff there. Looking forward to it. So Jay's going to be getting right amongst that. And uh, someone will obviously win uh, his balls. Yes, pass me a warm flannel. What a bloke. What a charitable cause. This is Jay and Dunk's podcast, and it's bloody good.